0: What's going on, everybody? Thank you so much for wrapping up your week with us. This is your Friday edition of Fantasy MLB Today. We're Sports Ethos Presentation, of course, and I'm your host, Joe Rico. You can find me on Twitter, at Joe JoeOrico99, and also at Ethos Fantasy BB, E-T-H-O-S, Fantasy BB. We post all of our new podcasts, articles, different news and notes, and every bit of content we got coming out on the baseball side over there on Twitter, If you're not on Twitter, you can find pretty much all that same content at sportsethos.com, so make sure you're checking us out over there, not just for baseball, but for coverage of all major sports, DFS, wagering, team coverage. We got it all, so head to sportsethos.com and see what we got that interests you. We're going to be taking a break from the updated rankings. I've done catcher, first base, and second base on the pod. They've all been posted out on Twitter with the exception of relief pitcher. I'm still working on those. They'll probably be up this weekend. Every other position has been posted over on Twitter. I love you guys. You guys seem to hate the rankings. Or maybe, I don't know, maybe you guys like rankings and you just like to argue. I don't know. Uh, there is a certain joy that I get. I, I mentioned it over the last couple of days over just seeing people get so angry over rankings. I don't know. Maybe I'm sick. Maybe I'm crazy. But I do get kind of a kick out of it. People saying, you're so stupid. I can't believe you. You shouldn't be allowed to make a list. Well, just all these really funny things. I do get a kick out of it. I make these rankings very seriously. I, I, tell you, I took weeks to put these rankings together. And people, I don't know, some people like them. Some people message back and saying, yeah, you're spot on. Some people think that I shouldn't be allowed to talk baseball. But that is what it is. That's pretty much par for the course these days when talking about rankings. But we are going to take a little bit of a break today, just recap some news that we've had over the last couple days to kind of wrap up the week with that. So we're going to start out with Mike Clevenger. He's been put on the IL uh, with biceps injury. I'm not a big Mike Clevenger guy to begin with. I think he's kind of a shitty individual, but I also don't think he's a very good pitcher. I mean, this year he's been not bad. He's actually been pretty good recently, but I just think overall when you're looking at the team context, the fact that he doesn't really strike out that many batters, only 53 Ks and in 62 innings. He's also got a 136 whip, which is a little bit high. And of course, like I mentioned, the bad team context, only three wins on the season. Quite happy to send Mike Clevenger back to the waiver wire in most formats. If you're in a 15 team league NFBC style, it might be kind of hard because there's just really not that many options on 15 team waiver wires. you, you can still make the argument that he's arguably a drop. Uh, I just think based on the injury based on the fact that like I said you know bad team context, no strikeouts really. I mean the ratio's been pretty good so far this year other well, not the ratios in general, but the era sub four is is pretty good. like I mentioned the whip is a little bit high. but overall, I just don't think he's that good. I don't think he's somebody that is really worth holding on to through an IL stint. He's currently at this point 17% rostered in Yahoo League still. He just doesn't really interest me, in all honesty. If you dig a little deeper and you look at the expected numbers as well, they're quite a bit higher than that ERA, so I think maybe there's been some luck involved as well. He has stranded 81% of base runners, which is a little bit high. Uh, The BABAPI's allowing is fairly regular, but, you know, 388 ERA compared to a 543 XFIP, excuse me, 489 FIP, 453 XERA. It's just really not that impressive. It really is not something to write home about. So I am quite happy to send Mike Clevenger back to pretty much all waiver wires at this point. Somebody else that I'm very, very happy to send to waiver wires, Yohan Moncada. I tweeted about him the other day about how I really just don't understand why anybody's holding on to him. He was over 20% rostered at that point. He's only 19% rostered now, which is still way too high. But we've also now got him on the 10-day IL with lower back inflammation. It's not a good thing for Yohan Moncada at all (laughs) that he's going to be on the IL. I mean, even if he's healthy, he's really not doing much for you from a fantasy point of view. Three home runs, one stolen base, and a 232 average this whole season. He's got a 179 average over the last month, one home run and one steal in that time frame. He's doing nothing for you. He is doing nothing for you. I don't have the tweet in front of me. I sent it out earlier this week. I believe he was like the th- – actually, I'm going to pull up the tweet because I want, to, I want to be sure here with what I'm saying. He was, at the time of sending, and this was – when was this? Two days ago. He was the 57th most valuable third baseman in 12-team leagues, according to the Ras Player Raider. Horrendous. Absolutely horrendous. There is no room for that on your roster. There is 19% of people. One in five leagues are still holding you on Moncada. I don't think that that really makes sense. I don't think it's very wise. Send him to the waiver wire. Pick up somebody else. Anybody else. God, literally anybody else because Moncada is really not somebody that is worth holding on to. Another bit of bad news here that we've got, a lot of bad news. I mean, typically you guys know when I when I do these updates at the beginning of shows, talking about you know news of the day. It's very rarely good news. There will be some good news we get to in a few minutes, but we're gonna get the bad shit out of the way here. Lance McCullers went uh, underwent season-ending surgery. This was on Tuesday, and they announced a couple days ago that he's gonna be out for the rest of the season, and then who knows what's gonna happen next year. Now I haven't mentioned this on the show yet because we've been doing. These ranking pods, we've been talking about updated rankings. I did listen to a podcast, uh, was it yesterday or this morning? I believe it was yesterday. It was a Sleeper in the Bus podcast, Justin Mason, Paul Spohr, and they had a guest on. It was Tristan Cockroft from ESPN. It's good to hear Tristan back on a pod. Since there's no more ESPN fantasy baseball pod, it's very good to hear him talking fantasy. He made a point that McCullers, since 2018, has started. I'm just going to make sure I have this number right so I'm not butchering it. Uh, it is 47 starts going back to after, so since the 28 season concluded, that is horrendous. I mean, you, you gotta just feel for the player more so than anything else at that point. Like, you have to just take a step back and think, like, holy shit, like 47 starts since 2018 ended. We're like 19, 20, 21, 22, and now 23. The talent has always been there for McCullers. His career ERA is 348 through 718 innings, 127 starts. It's not a small sample size. He's always been very good. His ex-FIP is 344. His FIP is 335. <clears throat> Excuse me. He's always been a quality pitcher. He's just always been somebody who you cannot keep on your roster because he's just not healthy. There has been a drop, a precipitous drop in his roster percentage, but he's still at 23% in Yahoo Leagues. Maybe that's people not paying attention. Maybe that's people who have... So I'm kind of hoping in the back of their head that maybe McCullers will come back. We have to take the news at face value. It's surgery to repair a torn right flexor tendon and remove a bone spur. He's done for the year. There's no point holding on. The question that was posed by those guys on the sleeper in the bust, and that I'll ask here as well, is what's the value for him in Dynasty at this point? I don't think there's much. I'm not a huge Dynasty player. You guys know that. I don't really focus much on Dynasty. I'm more of a redraft guy, much more of a redraft guy. I just don't really know... That Lance McCullers even is worthy of a roster spot in Dynasty Leagues, unless you're talking, you know, there's some Dynasty Leagues that are like 30 teams deep or 2018 whatever it is. In those cases, probably. In your standard Dynasty Leagues, which are probably 12, 15, maybe 18 teams, somewhere in there, I really don't know that he is going to be worth holding on to. The talent is there, but what will he look like when he comes back? He's not getting any younger. At this point, Lance McCullers is just about 30. By the time he throws another pitch in the Major Leagues, he will be 30. So you have to wonder... If he's even worth holding on to in a dynasty league, I don't think he is at this point. In most cases, like I said, there might be some deeper leagues where you kind of have no choice but to just hold on to Lance McCullers. But I think in most cases, you're going to be pretty, pretty okay uh, to move on from him at this point. It's unfortunate because the talent's there. He could have had a really great career, but I just don't think there's much of a path for it at this point. Another guy who is on the cut list, he should be on your cut list, Mitch Haniger, he's going to undergo surgery, or he did undergo surgery, or supposed to have had surgery yesterday. I haven't heard an update uh, since then. They said this Wednesday he's going to have surgery, Thursday on his forearm. Haven't heard anything today about if it was successful or whatnot. You have to assume it went well. Now, this is pretty much it for the season for Mitch Haniger, and this is why Luis Matos was called up. It's going to be, from the time frame that they've given us, three to six months The best-case scenario is that he is coming back maybe right at the end of the season, maybe. And even then, uh, he's not somebody who has that kind of talent where he's worth holding on to. This season has been a a little bit of a disappointment, to say the least, in 148 at-bats. He ranks outside of the top 750 fantasy players on Yahoo. That's brutal. 20 runs, 4 homers, 22 ribbies, 1 steal, and a 230 batting average. Now, he'd come around a little bit over the last month, batting 274. He had 2 of those 4 home runs over that last month. But, again, there's just not really a lot of hope in holding on here. The best-case scenario is he comes back right at the end of the season. Best case, you know, in, in all likelihood. Like, that would be the shorter end of the timeline. It would be three months. They said three to six months, so you can kind of, you know, f- do whatever you want with that timeline. For me, personally, I'm saying, mm, I don't know. I really don't know about uh, Mitch Haniger at this point. I'd be very happy to just say, you know what, send him back to waiver wires. If he does come back, maybe he beats the timeline and he's back for the last few weeks of the season. If you want to think about adding him then, sure. But considering the state of injuries, considering the fact that nobody has I.L. slots pretty much in most leagues, there's not a lot of people who have a lot of I.L. spots. In fact, most teams that I have are eating at least one bench spot for an injury, at least. And, you know, in those deeper leagues that I have, some of those NFBC 15-team leagues where there's just nothing on the waiver wire, you're probably eating a couple of I.L. spots. Not every single team is going to be in that situation. Some people get lucky. Some people just get really unlucky. And you might have drafted Chris Sale and Robbie Ray and Jacob DeGrom and Alec Manoa, and you might have just had one of those seasons. But I've got to lose my point there. But at the end of the day, you don't really have the room to hold on to a guy like Mitch Haniger, who the, the ceiling is fairly capped in terms of the actual production. He's not giving you that Seattle production from a few years ago. It's very replaceable. So go ahead and send him back to the waiver wire at this point. Now, there was an update on Liam Hendricks. It is a couple days old, but like I said, we've been going through these rankings, so we haven't really got to it. There is no structural damage in his elbow. Really good news. He received a cortisone injection last weekend, and I think there's going to be another uh, injection later at some point this week, a platelet-rich plasma injection. This is way too scientific for me. But the long story short is, don't drop Liam Hendricks. A lot of people have. He's down to 64% rostered in Yahoo Leagues. He's not somebody that I would be willing to part with. You know, a lot of those guys we mentioned earlier, Clevenger, Moncada, Haniger, they're nothing to write home about. They're really not. Even their best-case scenario is really not that great. Maybe the best-case scenario for Mitch Haniger is great. Moncada and Clevenger, it's kind of middling. When you're talking about Liam Hendricks, the best-case scenario is that you have a top-five close the rest of the season if things go according to plan. I'm choosing to be more optimistic in terms of you know the outlook here because the news isn't that concerning. There are some things that kind of concern you a little bit. It's the same kind of uh, you know, injury that he was dealing with last year. It cost him a couple of weeks during the season last year, but it's not something that I would look at and say, Liam Hendricks has to be dropped. He's not a viable fantasy player. Like He absolutely is. He's absolutely somebody that I would still be holding on to if you can. <coughs> Excuse me, guys. 64% roster. There's a decent chance Liam Hendricks is sitting there in your league. There's a lot of people, myself included, who are in, I mean, there's some leagues where I'm fine for saves, but in most cases, you're always looking for another save. You're always looking for another guy who can give you great ratios and strikeouts. That is what Liam Hendricks does when he is at his best. And you have to kind of give him some leeway here. He had cancer, okay? He literally just went through cancer and chemotherapy and beat that in the span of about four or five months. Incredible. And then he comes back and he's got this bullshit with his elbow. So... I think people who are dropping him are really premature about this. The White Sox do not have a robust bullpen. They have a terrible bullpen, in all honesty. They're not a team that can afford to just, you know, throw – I mean, they'll do what they have to do until Hendricks comes back. But they're not a team that's going to, you know, be comfortable. I don't think going with Graveman and Lopez and the other bits and pieces that they have got in that bullpen, they're really not that good. Hendricks is going to come back. Once he comes back, regain that closer role. And, you know, again, I'm being optimistic here. But I think that it'll go well once he does come back and is fully healthy. Again, I'm assuming a lot of things here. I might be wrong about this, that it's kind of just the nature of the fantasy game. though. You guess sometimes you're right, sometimes you're wrong. With the guy with the talent level of Liam Hendricks, it's not a move where I'd be willing to say, yeah, you know, he's expendable from your roster. Go ahead and drop him. I'm, I'm really not even close to being there yet, in all honesty. And a lot of people have already gotten well past that point. But I just think that he is too valuable to really, really let go of. There might come a point where you have to. We might get some really bad news at some point, and then, you know, the decision's made for you. But at this point, I'm not there yet. All right, we went through the bad news, mostly. The Hendricks news is kind of good, but it's also kind of bad because, you know, he's out right now. Here's the good news. Carlos Rodon cleared for a rehab assignment. This was today at 5.15. I got the update from Rotowire. He's going to begin a rehab assignment on Tuesday in AA. This is really, really good. Now, again, I've said this a lot with Carlos Rodon and it's not going to apply to a lot of people because he's 92% rostered in Yahoo Leagues. But for those 8% of people, and you might not even know it if you play in like five or six Yahoo Leagues, just go type his name in the search bar. There's a decent chance if you're in a shallow enough league that Carlos Rodon, especially considering the injury crunch and the lack of available IL spots, is sitting on at least one of your waiver wires. The talent of Carlos Rodon when he is healthy is that of a top five pitcher in Major League Baseball. You need to be having him on your roster if he's just somebody sitting around, whether it's a 10, 12, 15... 23, eight, two, four, Whatever many teams are in your league, Carlos Rodon should be rostered. And in those deeper formats, he likely already is. He's probably stashed in most 10s and 12s. Maybe there's some 10s where you can find him. I'm looking at you guys who play in those really shallow formats because I know you are out there. I get questions from you guys all the time. And sometimes, you know, people will make fun of the people in shallow formats, a six-team league, an eight-team league, whatever. I'm sick of the nonsense with the people, and this is kind of a side note, you know, disparaging other members of the fantasy community or fantasy baseball players because of the league they play in. Oh, your league is only this many teams. Oh, the buy-in is only this much. Oh, there's only this many outfielders. Enough is enough, okay? Uh, there's certain people, I'm not going to mention them by name, who are toxic as hell on Twitter, and they only respect people who play in the NFBC, which is just nonsense. I play in the NFBC. I play on Yahoo. I play on ESPN. I play on Fantracks, CBS, all the freaking sites, Okay. No one is better than anybody else. You might win the NFBC main event and win $150,000 or $200,000 or whatever amount of money it is this year. Or you might be in a free league on ESPN. Not, one is not better than the other. And I want that to always be remembered. I should probably send out a tweet, although I don't know if I could deal with the tweet storm notifications I'll get from the NFBC people today. And I am one of the NFBC people. I play in TGFBI. I play in you know, the Earth Leagues. I play in uh, draft champions. I'm in a main event qualifier. I'm in NFBC leagues I just hate the elitism, and I hate the people who will shit on guys who are in the, sh- the shallow leagues because I know there's a lot of you. you. know, If you're playing on ESPN, you're playing in a shallow league. You're likely playing in a 10-team points league or maybe a 12-teamer, maybe it's an 8-teamer. But all of you have the same right to the information and to be accepted by the fantasy community as anybody else. You could be in the Hall of Fame of the NFBC or you can be in the National Baseball Hall of Fame. It makes you no know better or worse than people playing on ESPN or CBS for a free league. Anyway, that's my rant on that regard. But, you know, turning that rant back into the point here, if you are in one of those shallow leagues and Carlos Rodon is available, please make sure you are picking him up because there is top five SP upside there with him. He would have been... I think he was fourth in my rankings before the injury stuff, uh, before we realized he was going to be missing time. And, I, and then I dropped him down into the 20s, and then I dropped him down again into the 30s, and now he's not in my top 50 currently because I just try, like you know, like Nick Pollock does, I try not to rank injured pitchers. It's just very tricky and troublesome to rank guys who are injured. I got in enough trouble as is with my with my top 50, which I posted out on Twitter today if you guys want to go check that out, at joeorico ninety nine. It's also shared out – did I share it out on Ethos Fantasy BB? I'm not sure, but if I haven't, I'm going to go do that now. So go check out ETHOS Fantasy BB for all your different fantasy baseball needs, podcasts, articles, different news and notes, and everything we got going on on our baseball side. Also be checking out sportsethos.com, and if you're feeling so kind on this Friday evening or Saturday, whenever you're listening, go ahead and drop a five-star review before you guys head out and go about your day. It really helps us out here at the show. It really helps me in particular – to grow a little bit you know you guys hit the like you subscribe and do all that and you know it helps out the algorithm even though it might be very small everybody's individual contributions as a whole it really does help so make sure you guys are subbing leaving those reviews and checking out all the great work at SportsEthos.com. but i'll leave you there for the weekend hope everybody relaxes enjoys, spends time with family and friends and until monday take care and cheers